You're listening to Robert Wright's Non-Zero Podcast. Hey, Mickey. Hey, Bob. Look, that's a picture of... Who is that? That's some politician I should recognize, huh? Who is... Is that... That's not... No. Who is that? Future Speaker of the House, Steve Scalise. Steve Scalise. He was once shot, right? He was shot. Right. By crazy guy. But he's not... Kevin McCarthy is supposed to be Speaker of the House, but I'm confidently predicting that Steve Scalise will, in fact, be the Speaker of the House. Now, you mentioned the word prediction, actually mentioned the word predicting, but we're going to make predictions because this is our special New Year's. Right. And and we all know know the the consequences that fall on somebody who makes a wrong prediction. They are expelled from the, you know, you, you just can't make a living if, you, if, you're, if you're a pundit who makes a bad right. prediction or worse, still a bad recommendation. Like if you suggest we invade some country, it doesn't go well, you're gone. You're gone. You're kicked out of the foreign policy establishment. But I digress. So anyway, the if people is wonder, like that. why is Bob wearing, you know, lapel? A pink muumuu. It's not a pink muumuu. It's a bow tie. Look, bow. That's a bow tie. This is New Year's. Okay. Where's your bow tie? Um, and it's more like a watermelon color. This isn't some. This isn't some joke you've prepared. You're no. It's a bow. It's a. It's, it's a bow okay. tie. It's a bow, and I tied it. And and it looks this a is, little like you're wearing a dress. Well, I've Not we're going to leave people. In. You know what's going to happen in the parrot room? The the camera is going to pan downward. We're going to find out. But that's you got to pay for that. It also says something on your dress. Oh yeah, it says. Uh, it says, uh, what does it say? You're, I'm reading right to left. It's this river in Tennessee. Something river. Where okay. you can, where, where I did uh, white, uh, whitewater rafting on the family reunion. Okay. I thought, I thought this was a big reveal. It was a big I reveal. That, oh, it was. Okay. That was. Uh, so this is, so we're taping this, we should say, the day before Christmas Eve. It will show up in between Christmas and New Year's, and it will embody all of the wisdom that we've accumulated, I would say, over our entire lives, not just the last year, right? It, it, uh, it, yes, it depends on nothing happening over Christmas and New Year's. Uh, well, we, we want, we're, looks- we're, we're, getting, we're doing big picture stuff here. We're doing big, we're talking about sweep of history. We're talking Speak for yourself. hunter-gatherer to global village thing. I want to know who shot Megan the Stallion in the foot. Who is that? Who is that Megan? big picture? She's a rapper who got shot in the foot, and they're trying the guy she accused. And the jury is taking its sweet time to come up with a verdict. I think we All should I avoid topical things like that, because that verdict could come down, and people are just like, probably already ask them now. Instead of smashing the like button, which we encourage, they might smash the stop button, the eject. Okay, I was just that was just an example of a non-big picture story. That's all. That was good. You did well. And that was improvised, right? We didn't plan that. You know, people wonder, Mickey, how much of this is planned? That wasn't even planned. We don't plan. We we work without a net. We are like, and and look, let's face it, we're not spring chickens. You're not talking about like agile 28-year-old minds here. Uh, although, right. you know, if people just listen and don't watch, they may think we're 28, right? But we're not. We're a little older than that. And yet, we, we do know, we never discuss beforehand what we're going to talk about with uh, I mean, we there were a few cues this time, broad guidance this time because it's our special show. But I'll I'll be quiet now. Well, so do, no, you you're the master of ceremony, so you want to lead us through the brilliant list of of categories. 
Well, where should we begin? We we had agreed that we were each going to. I do. I do have eight predictions. You have eight predictions. You got to save some for the parrot room, man. We don't have. Oh, that reminds me. I forgot to start the timer. I'm going to do that now. We we Mickey, you got to exercise some discipline, man. Okay, I'll I'll do I'll do four of them. I've already Here. done one of them, which is Scalise. You predict you are predicting he's going to be. Yes, and I know what happens to me if I'm wrong, right? You know, you want to hear my big prediction? Sure. Before the first Republican primary, before the first Republican primary, I'm going to say this one more time. Before the first Republican primary, Donald Trump is going to drop out of the of the election. He's not. He he will not be a candidate when the first primary happens. I want you to remember where you heard it first. He's not going to be a third party candidate. No. Okay. He's just going to he's going to stick with this this business he just established doing uh, NFTs. Um, uh, OK, or something. No, he here's the, he hates. He hates to lose. It's going to be clear he would lose. And he you know, it hurt. It's going to hurt. But he's going to realize, you know, the smart thing to do is stick with the NFTs. You know, you know how much, you know, you know, you want to know the genius of the NFT thing. So he sold 40,000 of them for 100 bucks each, right? And right. You know, I think he bought a lot of them himself. No, I don't think we do. Look, he's got at least half a million crazy diehard fans who would put down 100 bucks for this. Okay. And, but here's the genius of it. Apparently, through the magic of blockchain, you know, first of all, let me back up. There are enough crazy Trump fans so that there's an aftermarket, right? There's people who are like, oh, there's no more of them. I'll pay 150. I'll pay 200. Apparently, through the magic of blockchain, he makes 10% on each subsequent sale forever, forever. Really? Yeah. Is that in the terms of the contract? Uh, yeah, it's built in. It's 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 a blockchain thing, I think. That's almost as good as this deal uh, I learned where firms, a firm will like buy the brand Brooks Brothers mm-hmm. and then they'll license it to somebody who says, I know what I'm going to do with Brooks Brothers. We're going to turn it into a hip-hop brand for youth, okay? Mm-hmm. And so they license it, but they retain the right to snatch it back if they they feel the brand is being degraded. Is that brilliant? So they, it it's like brilliant. win-win. And they should, they should snatch it because they always get degraded when they do these licensing things. Have you there noticed you go. that? No, I haven't. I, I, I just learned about this licensing thing last week. Um, yeah, so, uh, so where are we? Okay. So that's my prediction. That's one of my, I only have one other prediction, I think. So you should do a couple or should we, okay. should we move into, uh, stories of the year and then come back to predictions or what you tell me? Let's do a couple of predictions and then do story of the year. Now you are, are you in Washington DC or you don't have to disclose that. Are you somewhere? Yes. You're somewhere. I'm somewhere I mean, where it's very cold. Cause we can disclose. I think that we watched the finals of the world cup together in physical space someday we'll do it in the metaverse but this was in actual an actual person's living room um people want to know did. these things mickey they want to know okay. they want they want to know the um I, I watched so many world cup games i forget which ones were which you forgot you've, you've forgotten me Those already finals. Okay. mickey this was a um, very special moment no i know hurts. one i know one uh so i claim that if biden is going to run and next year Democrats will embrace the laptop 
Hunter Biden scandal as a way to get Biden not to run. In other words, Democrats don't mm. want Biden to run. Mm. Uh, and right now they, they're That's saying really... the laptop is, is BS. It's a nothing burger. Why are you talking about it? But it's when it comes time to push Joe Biden out, they're going to discover who the big guy is who got 10%. And it's going to be a scandal adopted by the mainstream media. So we no, can... wait, are you are you just saying they'll push the existing storyline or maybe they'll have extra information that they'll kind of suggest might happen to come out? If he doesn't, well, that would be gravy. That would be gravy. But ten uh, percent of the big guy normally is sort of a a uh, a, a fatal scandal, isn't it? I mean, if it's no, true, if he's true well, that he, I mean, his, in son real was, terms, his son was selling access and Biden was getting ten percent, that seems well. If I recall bad. the details of, this I don't care one, about it, but yeah. But if I recall the details, of this one a. The deal didn't happen. B, we don't know for sure he was the big guy. C, if he was, we don't know that he knew he was being referred to as the big guy and they were talking about this. And then D, even if it had happened, I don't think he was vice president then. So I don't think there would have been anything illegal about it. All that aside, and those are the details, as I recall, I could be wrong. All that aside, uh, it, there's definitely something a little shady the about press, about the way they did business. The, but the whole point of the, 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 the press being... Damn leaning will steamroller through all those distinctions when it wants to. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, it's say, oh, well, this is nothing for those reasons. And after a while, they say, well, so he wasn't vice president. He was corrupt. And I think he was vice president for part of it. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, that's, Look, whatever the meaning, it takes. that's the meaning of this prediction is that is that those things will not be an obstacle to press coverage. Look, that's interesting. Wouldn't shock me. Uh, I mean, I, the out and out blackmail scenario that I trotted out, I doubt. But I think you're you're I think you're right. I mean, did you did you see this thing the other day where he said. Uh, he said he'd been Afghanistan to Afghanistan and Iraq twice as president or something. And a that's not true, apparently. Uh, but B, if you just watch him say it, God, he's just moving so slowly. That's. That's the ironic thing about this guy Santos, who's a congressman who, who uh, congressman elect from Long Island. He's a Republican. He seems to have falsified large chunks of his resume, or lied about it, or deceived about it. Um, and they're thinking of not seating him in Congress. The Democrats obviously would like to narrow the Republican majority even further. And uh, you know, if they start bouncing people because they've lied about their resume, I mean. What are they going to do with Biden? He lies repeatedly about his resume, starting with that he was the son of a coal miner and going on to his, you know, historic honors in college, which he didn't get. Uh, I mean, he, you know, he his life hasn't been quite as big as this guy Santos. But, uh, you know, where do you draw the line? So I I just preach it. Preach it, brother. Let's get this guy off stage before it's too late. Oh, God, that reminds me. I just saw the worst suck up puff piece about Kamala Harris by this Jonathan Capehart guy. Don't get me started. The Washington Post. Worse than the suck up by Molly John Fast. Uh, we're I mean, we're I mean, in the era of, of, of Kamala fluff pieces. That, that was going to be one of my predictions. There'll be a failed attempt on the part of the press to rehabilitate Kamala before they give oh, up. Please. Uh, but um, there have been two of them now. So. Every word, the precision of her language, Bob, is what Molly John Fast uh, referred to. 
And I like Molly Junkfast. It's unlike her to be like that. Is she Erica Jong's daughter? Young you betcha. The Hernstein principle. Or I the mean, Nepo, this, the Nepo whole system is, this whole system is so rigged. It's, it's nepotism from top to bottom, with the possible exception of me. I was a coal miner's son. As a, as, as, a resident of, as a resident of Beverly Hills, I am all for Nepo babies. I know you are. You're Exhibit A, buddy. When the revolution no, comes, no, you're going to hope that's not true. a good word for you. Jeff Bridges and Bo Bridges are Exhibit A. Their father was Lloyd Bridges, a famous actor. Right. They got their leg up in the business, and it turned out they're really good. A lot of these Nepo babies turn out to be really good. Mm-hmm. I'm all for Nepo babies. If they're bad, they sort of don't succeed. Mm. And even if they're... You, I'll you, bet you I know. could come up with counterexamples. Okay. I'm not... I'm, I don't want to. We wouldn't need to get on with our New Year's Eve issues, but... About How about Francis Ford Coppola's daughter? She had that starring role that's in Godfather That's a perfect III. example of an exception. As a, as a director, I mean, did you no, see... No, she was an actor. She was terrible. And she, she was terrible in that. And then did, you see, did you see the much celebrated Lost in Translation? I wish no, it had been Lost in, in... Oh, God. Have you heard it was good? Have you seen it? No. Don't. <laughs> okay. Um... That's a that's I, a perfect. Somebody issue. just told me that Maverick Top Gun, the return isn't any good either. But Man. that's a minority view. I haven't seen it. Yours is a minority view in Lost in Translation too. <laughs> that yeah, you know who you're hearing from all your all your other friends in the, in the nepotocracy. That's who's standing <laughs> up for that movie. <laughs> that's a good word. Um, I've been uh, favored by some nepotism myself. So yeah, uh, I have a I have a dog in this fight. Bob has a um, non-shocked look on his face. Uh, the um, AOC will run. That's another prediction. For what? President? Why not? Really? Really? Why not? They well, all but, want to be president. She's got, she has a better chance of being president than Mike Pompeo. But does does she She's have to give run. up her seat to do that? She can no, she run, she can run for She's Congress at the same time. It's a, no-lose situation for her. Oh, so she doesn't get the nomination, and, and then she's back to running for Congress, you mean? Or she's vice presidential pick, or, you know, the only obstacle is if Bernie runs, but, you know, that's like saying the only obstacle to DeSantis is, is Trump. Well, right. ambitious politicians have a way of overcoming these obstacles, you know? So, okay. Um, she's charismatic. She'll have a big following. I mean, I don't know. No, she'll, she get, was, she'll get a lot of free media, that's for sure. I... I hope she pisses off Pramila Jayapal. You know, little. Um, so uh, have I filled my quota? Of, or um, yeah, there'll be impressive. a lot of pressure on Michelle to run. Michelle Obama. Oh please! Only I mean, I like can, her, but she, but all these people with no relevant only resume. Can, only she can save the Democrats. Um, I, I, you know. I don't. I'm not convinced. Uh, she. We have no idea how she'd perform on the stump. Oh, we have a very good idea how she performed the stump. She's very good on the stump. We know how she delivers the speech, and for my money, she's a little too theatrical. But a lot of people like it. But that's we all did, we know. We don't know how she'd be as president. That's uh, we don't even know how she'd handle a campaign. Um. Okay. Um. So let's see your big prediction. Uh. My only other. 
maybe I, first of all, I'd like to celebrate myself briefly for last year's prediction, which was that uh, we're not going into like all in territory where the all in podcast, the first half is entirely taken up with self congratulation. That and celebrating our friendship. I love you, we're man. Bros, right? I love yeah, you. Okay, okay. Let's get on. Um, Let's get so, the self satisfaction okay, out of the way. Uh, anyway, la- on last year's New Year's Eve thing, I did say that uh, China was going to pay the price for the no COVID policy uh, because there was no built up immunity and the shit was going to hit the fan in the following calendar year, which it now has. I forget. Uh, maybe at a more precise level, I didn't did you, get the time. Did you expect she to collapse that quickly and so thoroughly? I'm surprised at how rapid the policy turned. It, it, it's almost like he said, oh, OK. You want to see what it looks like when we don't lock down? I'll show you. It, it seems pretty dramatic. I don't understand why it isn't a more phased-in thing, but but I also think it's not going to be as gruesome as some people are saying. That, that's my that's my new that's, that's my new China prediction. Not as gruesome. So I only have to find one person who has said it's more gruesome than it will turn out to be. And once again, I'll be correct. So this year's prediction is just well. If there is a peace, if the war truly ends in the next calendar year in Ukraine, Ukraine will join NATO. I mean, that part may not be official by then, but that will happen. That's part of the prediction. The other part is the war won't end this year. But if it does end, my prediction is it'll mean Ukraine has to join NATO. Um, and well, uh, What's the logic of that? It'll be part of the deal, part of the deal to get Ukraine well, to... Because, I mean, I guess it assumes that Ukraine isn't totally on their heels facing a massive Russian onslaught, fighting for their life. Because if that's the case, they'll probably really want to deal and settle for almost anything. But if, if if the end of the war involves the U.S. pressuring them, which it plausibly could, very plausibly could, they're going to say, look, there's no way we can feel safe. Uh... And how can you help us? And I think we're, you know, nothing short of NATO membership is probably going to make them feel safe. That's my feeling. And in this scenario, if Putin is hanging on to enough territory, including maybe all of Donetsk, which he doesn't have yet, and all of Luhansk, which he mostly has, and then some other stuff, he can say he can still cast it as victory, even though Ukraine wound up joining nato he can say okay but we got we got the essentials that i said we'd get they were already effectively members of nato and in a way they were um and so i just it's hard to find another deal that uh that both leaders can live with politically in the near term in the near term um you know within the next year again if russia just completely crushes them uh Maybe things will change. I don't really expect that, uh, but but I don't. I certainly don't expect Ukraine to gain a, a ton of ground either. Um, well, that's more favorable than the Musk terms of settlement, right? He didn't have he didn't have uh, Ukraine joining NATO. I think he had it neutralized. Yeah, he had it. He had it uh, neutralized, and he had uh, now he had and- referenda in. In the various in, in the provinces, um, well, anything better than Musk? Let's declare victory, right? Okay. Of 
quickly, I want to say, I, I, I listened to, you know, the latest thing I've heard in the war is just, I listened to this, uh, you know, Michael Kaufman has been about as right as anybody among military analysts. And uh, his view is that Russia is probably not going to launch a big offensive during the winter. You know, they'll try to make gains in Donetsk, but the kind of sweeping offensive that some people, including Douglas McGregor, envision happening at some point, he doesn't think it can really happen in, in what the What is winter. the town they're trying to retake? It begins with a B. Bakhmut. Bakhmut. I, I think they'll probably I think they'll probably take that. But then that but the big prize is beyond that. And and Kaufman thinks that uh Ukraine can still defend those two cities that Bakhmut is supposedly the gateway to. Did you read the David Ignatius series about you, how Ukraine's facility with high-tech weapons is changing the face of modern warfare? I didn't. And, but, and it means the Russians cannot win? Well, I mean, it, I mean it's certainly true that, well, well, what's the argument? I mean, we have weapon systems we haven't given them that we may give them that may mean that Russia can't gain a lot more ground. Um, on the I, other I hand, have, is, yeah, we're once again talking about a series that I haven't read, so I was hoping you'd. Oh, oh, I haven't read it, but they, you know, they I have mean, high tech weapons. No, but these these Iranian drones that Russia's got are kind of a problem for us because uh, you know we're we're going to give them this Patriot missile system, but you know, and that's fine if you're fighting cruise missiles, but apparently each time you launch a Patriot missile, it costs you four million dollars. Those Iranian drone Drones cost ten, twenty thousand dollars, and there's a zillion of them. So, I don't know. They they don't yet have a defense for the Iranian drones, and there's only um, one Patriot system we're sending them. Anyway, we digress. Let's get uh, let's get back to our sweeping view of history in the future. Okay, you wanted the the three big stories of the year. I think they're going to be the same for both of us. You think? Yeah. Well, Ukraine war. Right. Uh, I, I would say uh, this, you may not have, see, uh, you'll have some midterm election shit that, that, right. Whereas I have the sweeping view of the past and future. That is the reason people flock to this podcast. Right. Okay. So I don't, I I, I don't feel in like bereft. I have no sweeping views. That's been a problem. Right. Right. I need need more sweet. Wait, maybe we should predict each other's, uh, (laughs) <laughs> so what else would you have said besides uh well, you know see, what the third one is? Uh 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 well actually my I'll tell you my other two and I don't okay. think I mean first of all I think it's I think you can fold the Ukraine war into another significant story which is that this year it became kind of undeniable that like we're in something like another cold war with with Russia and China. That's important. Um, but that but but let's just combine those and call them one story. Then I would say you probably you may not have either of those. I would say the AI revolution hit. Big time. I thought that was sort of like a Time magazine cover story. It's no, been hitting see, before, it was hitting, it's gonna hit, hit no, next but, but, year. But that's and, the thing. And, and and just because this one firm produces this chat bot. It was that, no, it wasn't that, just that, a chat bot. Two two things happened. The image generation. Uh, thing and not just Dolly Two by OpenAI, which also did Chat GPT, but also Stable Diffusion and what is it, Mid Journey. Uh, in fact, if you look at my last newsletter piece on Elon Musk, did you see the? Have you seen the picture of Elon Musk? 
Where have you yeah, been, so man? Make, made him look like a creepy clown. Exactly. That was done with stable diffusion. Not unlike the way my monitor just made you look. But anyway, okay. Uh, yeah, but I'm actually he did look like the uh, this guy in blue velvet. Uh, you know when they sing the Roy Oberson song. Anyway, the uh, uh, so but wait, so there's two different things. I mean, actually, it was the, near the beginning of the year we kind of finally discovered uh, GPT itself. Then, then which was like write this essay, and then Chat GPT was then putting an interface a chat interface on that so you could really converse it, uh, 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 converse with it. Um, and then the image, image generation stuff. I mean, the, the thing about both of these, you know, chat GPT and the image stuff is they blew away even pretty knowledgeable people. And that's why I'd say this isn't just a Time Magazine story. It's like, of course, you can find people in Silicon Valley who said, who say, I knew that, of course. But, there were people who I think of as keeping closer track of these things than I do who were blown away. And, you know, it just, it certainly made me think, I mean, look, you've got, you're going to have significant economic dislocation. Uh, you're going to have, uh, at, at the pedagogical level, it's like, it's going to be, you know, uh, they're going to have to return to in-class assignments uh, to be sure that it's actually your work. I mean, especially at like, in a way more at like really good colleges with really smart people. Because the thing about ChatGPT is it, is it obviously sounds smarter than your average high school student, right? It's like, uh, but. That um, doesn't sound like a bad thing. Well, we'll see. It, but would, eliminate, it would eliminate a wealth disparity uh, because, you know, people couldn't, people's rich, high SAT parents couldn't help them out with all these essays, right? Well, that, yeah. And, and you mean, wouldn't have, like, a fancy computer with access right. to all the Right, everyone can fake their essays now. Um, the, uh, but, and, and, and by the way, people say chat, uh, GPT-4, which is next year's model, is going to be significantly more impressive. Um, and, you know, people, I, I, I think, People are finally starting to take seriously the so-called alignment problem, which I'm only barely starting to take seriously. You know, the idea that if AI's values are not aligned with ours, you'll have a, like a HAL in 2001 scenario or a matrix scenario or something where the robot overlords. Why don't they over just call it the HAL scenario? That's a better. It's, it's more. Yeah, it, it's better. Grabs you better. It grabs you better. Um, so, I, I no, I think AI is. For real, a big one. So hey, somebody should somebody should contrast the, the amount of displacement from climate change with the amount of displacement from AI, and I bet AI is m much greater. Well, by displacement, you mean different kinds of displacement, right? I mean, I don't know people it, losing their jobs, people having to move, that sort of. Oh uh, well, yeah, but climate change is more like people having to move, and less like people having to change jobs. And the AI is more like jobs, I think. Um, but uh, so what is your so we each have one story left. And I uh, I mean, try to guess my third story. What is the one that you think is so obvious that is your third your story? Your story, uh, the failure of the Iran nuclear deal, which Biden apparently concedes now is not going to happen. No, actually, if I had gone Iran, I, I, I might have gone for uh, protests in both China and Iran 
that got some degree of response and in any event are interesting. I mean, I, I considered the deal dead, I think, a year ago, honestly. Um, you know, it's been the Biden administration came out of the box uh, almost two years ago, seeming to not give a shit about it. And uh, it hasn't gotten much better. Um, but um, the. I mean, Lowry. now the Russia, the Russia, Iran alliance is interesting, uh, budding alliance. But anyway, go ahead. The flourishing of cognitive empathy <laughs> as it sweeps the nation in you advance of Robert Wright's best-selling book. Now, I actually think uh, Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter, not just because of the purchase itself, but because it highlighted a bunch of issues. Like how important I think, well, it's not an original observation to think, say social media in some sense important, uh, but how, uh, how problematic they are, how precarious they are. I mean, and in fact, I'll, I'll say one thing. Here's a piece of legislation we need. Okay, ready for this? This is big. It's important. You seem distracted. I'm, I'm not sure I have your... I I, no, I'm distracted. I'm not sure I, I, have the I made some. Attention. I made some notes on your article on Elon Musk, so I was oh, consulting okay. them. But, um, here's what I learned recently. So, uh, when Instagram hit, okay, at that point, Twitter had a so-called API, uh, something programming interface, I think, uh, that you know lets you plug into its software and do certain things. And the nature of the API in those days permitted Instagram to make migration to Instagram very easy. You could just like go to Instagram apparently and say, okay, I want to be following everybody I was following on Twitter who's on Instagram. And uh, maybe it worked in the other direction too. And I want to let everybody who was following me there who's here know about it or something. But anyway, the point is it was easy to transport followers and follow and, and followed to Instagram in a way that it's not now. And the reason it's not is because Twitter saw what happened and changed their API. There should be a law that every social media platform has to leave that option open. That's the way you create competition. Okay. That's the way Elon Musk has to say to himself, wait a second, if I'm pissing everybody off, that's an actual problem for me because they could leave. How is Matt Stoller not hit across, hit, a, hit on this law? Sounds reasonable to me. The, uh, the, 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 the thing with rivals to Twitter is interesting. There was a very funny tweet by my friend Scott Winship saying, please, uh, what's the uh, what's the, the one that's not Mastodon is what is Post? the third one? Post. Post, said, Post is owned by Mark Andreessen. Folks, don't don't fall into the sway of another Silicon Valley overlord. We, we need liberation here. But go ahead. Uh, I, I think it's said, owned please, by Andreessen. Please help me to 45 followers on Post. Okay, like uh, people who have large followings right. on Twitter are having trouble getting 45 no, followers. That's what I'm post. saying. That's, and that's on the, the other hand, Garance Franke Ruda claimed that her conversation had moved to Mastodon. How many followers did she have and on Twitter? Pope has left Twitter and gone to Mastodon. Has he? That's significant. Or, or, to, or, or, to, um, or to the other one. That, see, that's post. significant. I think he'll be back. That would be, that would be a prediction if I had didn't have so many predictions. I'm going to take a serious look at Mastodon. I will have an address soon. I think I know what it's going to um, be. Yeah. Uh, you're, you, 
in your piece on Musk, what mm. you, you said there should be, uh, they have they have this uh, algorithm, and uh, it you know it, it seeks to combat uh, bots and disinformation and hate speech and violence and all sorts of things. Uh, uh, and you said it should be programmed to fight uh, uh, cocooning or, or tribalism. And it, bizarrely, I came across a, 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 a post from Jack Dorsey, who was head of Twitter in 2018, when they unrolled this algorithm, saying we have to fight echo chambers, which is basically the same thing as tribalism, sort of part of tribalism. Not exactly. And and it, it, he seemed to think there could be an algorithm that fought it, but obviously he did a piss poor job of it. So uh, what? How how would you fight tribalism with an algorithm? Well, I don't first see of all, I mean. Look, the problem is that there is tension between fighting tribalism and making money, probably. But, but suppose guess, you didn't want to make money. You just want right. to fight tribalism. And, what you know, you do? think if you were the richest man in the world, which was when he bought Twitter, but not since the stock price of Tesla collapsed as a result of the purchase of Twitter. Anyway, you think if you're the richest man in the world, you might, you know, you might say, I'm not mainly here to make money. I'm going to try to do good. Now, he thinks he is doing good. By restoring free speech, but he's he's doing that as I argued in the piece in the non-zero newsletter, which is not behind a paywall, I might say uh, that uh, you know he he's doing the free speech stuff. Uh, leave aside the hypocrisy, the fact that he's also <laughs> shutting down speech when it pisses him off. He's doing he he he's opening he, you know he he's redressing whatever problem there was with free speech under the old regime in this way that exacerbates the tribalism greatly. He's being so hyper-partisan. He's, but, he's just declared ideological warfare. And he's a completely that, irresponsible tweeter, as I document. That, that's a different point. My point is how, I, just that how would you have well, an algorithm okay. that, that helped? And I guess one obvious thing is it could sense when a tweet has has followers from the blue camp and the red camp and it could post it could upgrade that tweet although how would you tell who's blue and red i guess you classify them and how would you tell if a follower from the red camp isn't just mocking the blue camp as opposed to uh actually engaging in conversation i guess ai can help you there yeah uh, let me first say quickly you know I, I caught a certain amount of shit from commenters for how outraged i've been about musk and people are like, why is Bob so triggered? Well, the, this, piece in non, this piece in non-zero lays out my argument. That's why I really am pissed off. It's a logical argument. You can you can say it's wrong, but you can't say I'm just triggered because of the reptilian core of my brain is inexplicably making me scream. No, but there's I do there's think a concern. There, there are two things. There's, there's uh, Musk not providing a free speech platform because he zaps various people who criticize him or... That's not my complaint at all. I, I know. Right. But your complaint is that he is adopting a tribal tone in his personal tweets. And I'm saying if he wasn't a hypocrite in the free speech realm, we wouldn't worry so much about his personal tweets. So your focus is on the wrong. No, of those no, two I would. I would. But it isn't just that, Mickey. It's not just that he's irresponsible with the truth, which I document. He's he is the worst kind of Twitter citizen. He's like the worst citizen in the, in the history of Twitter, and he's running Twitter. Read he's the piece. An ordinary Twitter Read the piece. Citizen. No, he's, he's not, not, Mickey. No, he's you, not. You say no, he's, he's not. Like a, he's like a horrible narcissist and egomaniac who likes to troll. He's like a guy. Mickey, who, the you normal and I, guy who comes home every day after work, and in his 
a job as he tweets out a bunch of tribal bullshit. Yeah, but he's a smart guy. He has no excuse. Look, Mickey, you and I are way better. And I can name 100 other people who are way more. Resp- almost everyone I follow, almost everyone I follow, unless I hate follow them. So and, unless it's somebody like Aaron RuPaul, who's just a flat out, you know, tribalistic exploiter of human frailty on the left. And there are also people on the right who do this with few exceptions. I don't know anybody on Twitter as bad as Musk. And again, I show him in the piece doing these several kinds of destructive things. And and, but anyway, what I want to say is it isn't just that. It's that, look, I acknowledge there was a problem under Dorsey because the content moderation had an ideological bias. He was uh, alienating people of a certain ideology anti-woke ideology, Trumpists, whatever. And that makes it hard for for Twitter to realize its promise, which granted, maybe a long shot anyway, but its promise as a place where elites of different ideologies come together and converse in a constructive way. Okay, I, I agree with that. I agree with that critique. But Musk is trying to remedy the problem by launching his own ideological counterattack that will do at least as much damage in the other direction. We've already talked about all these people who are trying to right. get off the platform. Okay, that's bad. But I'm saying, I'm saying, if he had, I'm saying the important thing is what he does, not what he tweets. The the, the thing that's really I know you're off, saying that the you thing that's really with pissed me. off the left is that he's banned several blue uh, accounts that he probably shouldn't have banned. That's what's annoyed people. No, I, uh, I, I think you're totally wrong. You are 100% wrong. You know, Alice from Queens, whose Twitter feed I again uh, recommend, um, and she is somebody who believes she's not anti-Musk at all, I think, she because she believes, and she may have evidence, she was shadow banned under the old regime. And, uh, and uh, she tweeted, uh, and she may have read my piece because she liked my tweet about it. She may have read the piece, but in any event, she tweeted, um, you know, if if something like if Musk just weren't tweeting, there wouldn't be nearly as much outrage about him. And that is exactly right. That is exactly right. what you don't think the Fauci tweet has anything to do with how, how pissed off people are no. and all this shit. You're not. No, I, I, I think it's when he banned those uh, four respectable journalists and Aaron Rupar, who's he not came a out, journalist. He came out ideological from the get go. So recommending the people vote Republican. And just I don't like, think that really pissed people off. No, that was the beginning. He's a better blatant than Leighton. He has these opinions. It's better we know where he's coming from if he managed to repress them when he's administrating and Twitter so and, should the and, commissioner, and, and keep the site open, then then people would care less. Should the commissioner of the NFL say, yeah, I'm an Eagles fan? Because like that's not going to make make any other fans think that the refs are, are, are cheating in favor of the Eagles, right? Of course it is. He's in charge of the fucking referees, You're, Mickey. Well, but if he is an Eagles fan, we want to know it. It's better. You, you, it's you, fine. You, you, you always draw this distinction between the public presentation and the private truth. I say, let the private truth out so the public can judge. I know you have. You have what I consider very naive view about a lot of these things, but that's just a difference of opinion. And and just all I'm saying is it's a difference of opinion. I mean, you know, I, I have a coherent argument. People can judge it. You are more of a free speech absolutist, I think. And and uh, it's, um, you know, which well, you I don't always... think you don't think he should have banned everybody he banned, do you? 
Musk or there weren't that many of them. Musk. Uh, no, I don't. But again, I don't think it's the biggest his biggest crime. Well, the That's fact the that I agree doesn't make me a free speech absolutist. Although I would love no, to but I think you are to some extent. I mean, you, you think that Twitter should be treated like the government as a matter of law? No, actually, there was there was a um a and very hard to read Eric Levitt's piece, a guy who I don't think is a natural writer. It had the world record for two be sure paragraphs. I counted six of them. About the, uh, his free speech piece? His free speech piece. But it did actually, now that you think of it, sort of convince me that this, the, there should be like an intermediate realm of free speech that is not the same as the government, but is a whole lot broader than Twitter has been. Mm. Uh, they, you know, they, they should be able to ban some things that the government is not allowed to ban. Yeah, I didn't read all that. Uh, uh, the, I think the reason he has a lot of to be sure paragraphs because he's actually a good, responsible thinker. Um, well, right, he's writing but, the anti-Musk piece that his readers demand, but he's honest enough to admit that. Well, what Twitter to be sure what Twitter used to do was really troubling. Yeah, well, that's the point. Uh, so anyway, it's um. So what's uh, your? But, what, uh, but it, it did it, it did it, it, it despite all the to be sure paragraphs. It convinced me that you know maybe intermediate level scrutiny is. Uh, warranted here. Well, I think, again, I mean, uh, that API thing I'm talking about, I think is significant. You have to make them really feel competitive pressure from not, you know, from uh, from well, the- we don't want competitive pressure. We want one town square that's free. We don't we don't have a free town square because we built another town square and the people can choose which town square to go to. We have a town square because we make it free. I don't know. I think there are people of good faith on both sides. Who would like to be, I want to be in a place where I read what Byron York says, you know, and, and Byron York wants to see what, what the people. In the right. And if there are three different places and you, and, and, and you don't know which one to go to every morning and Byron York goes to another one, you're not going to read Byron York. So you have to have one place where everybody has to go. Yeah. But the point is, if we all want one, that's not hyper tribal, we need, uh, some company have the ability to try to offer that and for it to be plausible that there could be migration to that platform right now. It's just not plausible. And all we need I is that API, a, a non-tribal pl- platform versus hyper-tribal platforms. The non-tribal platform will lose out every time. No, it's the armadillo in the middle of the road. The, the, in order to get a non-tribal platform, I, I, you have to have one again, platform and have it be non-tribal. I, I mean, we'll see. I think there are enough people of good faith who would move over uh, and it work. We'll never know. But back to your question about what I, I don't know what the algorithm magic is, but I will say this. If you just get rid of the algorithm and go back to the way Twitter was 12, 14 years ago, that's an improvement. I mean, you know, you just you see every tweet from everybody you follow. You don't see anything if they just like it unless you go to see their likes. And that's it. That's the way um, that's the way Mastodon and, is. And, there, and there's there's some reason they had to have an algorithm to serve you a bunch of stuff that is in, in addition to that. Yeah, and they wanted to make more money. That? They wanted to make more is money. Just yeah. They wanted to make more money. Okay. Well, totally. They don't have to do that. Twitter was working great. Now, it still had tribal. Look, human nature is tribal. Social media are going to have tribal dynamics. But the algorithms, if you build an algorithm to try to increase traffic and virality, you're almost certainly going to wind up making the problem worse. So just get rid of the fucking al- algorithm if you if you okay. really want to. No, I, 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 that makes sense to me. Um, the uh, 
the, the, with speaking of the algorithm, and this is not my prediction, but this is my story I want covered. Wait, but what's your third big story? Did you tell us? Twitter. Oh, my Twitter story. was your big story. Your, your third story. Okay. My three stories are Ukraine, uh, midterm elections, Twitter. Okay. Are they the same as yours? Uh, not midterm elections, AI, but yeah. Okay. So two out of three overlap. Um, the on on the algorithm front, uh, you know, the, I I've sort of made this point before, but it, it's been driven home to me. Uh, uh, you know, the Barry Weisses and the, the the Twitter files focused on the big fish, Doctor Bhattacharya, if I'm pronouncing his name right. You know, Charlie Kirk. They're being they're being you know throttled, not not shadow banned in the Twitter sense, but Mm-hmm. They're being muffled and, and, and their reach is being reduced. And there's this ridiculous argument that Levitz makes uh, th- that he then takes back in a to be sure paragraph that it's OK to throttle Charlie Kirk because he already has four million followers. Well, maybe if he didn't throttle me, he'd have eight million followers. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. So uh, what but, a terrible uh, world. <laughs> uh, but, um, but, but, but by uh, the way, uh, those I think those guys were in the condition I described, the pre-algorithmic condition where their followers see all their things. But I grant you that once you got an algorithm, that is relatively little influence. Right. Um, but the, to me, the, the real threat of Twitter is that it's just pervasively biased against the right and in favor of the left. Uh, not at the top, but all the way down, the entire pyramid. And Wait, you re- mean inherently? The, I mean, even now? That well, I, I think, I think, I think, no, no. Well, maybe now, because I think the problem is not so much that woke millennials said, okay, we're going to screw over Mickey Kaus because they don't even know who Mickey Kaus is. The right. problem is the seemingly neutral uh, workings of the algorithm that they designed in probably in good faith to, uh, to, you know, to get rid of misinformation and hate speech and all the things they want to get rid of, uh, encouragement of violence, works against the right. And here, because at the very top, when they apply, like, so here's my example. Uh, Ann Coulter was susp- was suspended. Her account was frozen because she tweeted something nice about Kyle Rittenhouse. I think I think she said Kyle Rittenhouse for president. Okay, that's not inherently such an encouragement of violence. It's just saying Rittenhouse was after all. Just saying, I I think a, a guy who just killed some people should be president. Right. Maybe, maybe in bad taste. I mean, not. But it, it, the point is, they they zapped that. They said right. that was a violation of terms. I link to Ann Coulter all the time. One of their criteria, their algorithm use is who you link to. Do you link to the bad actors? Do the bad actors retweet you? Well, Ann Coulter retweets me all the time. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the algorithm linked me to the evildoer Ann Coulter. And because the 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 people who violate the terms were uh, very disproportionately right-wingers, the algorithm then propagated that bias all the way down the line through seemingly neutral uh, you know, mm-hmm. equations that said uh, you can't link to this person, yeah, but, or we'll downgrade you. But wait, okay, I but think wait, that's wait. what happened. But but I assume your 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 claim is that the what they did in this case was actually an ideological act. It was an it was an anti Kyle Rittenhouse and what he represents act, well, they, rather than some kind of straightforward suppression of hate speech no, they're, or they're violence. Woke, they're woke millennials. They think that well, that okay, was an encouragement okay, that, of violence. That was my they question. think they're applying it fairly. Well, that was my but question. But yet, it is not applied fairly. 
So that will change under Musk, right? He's definitely not a woke millennial. He hates woke people. He hates them. Okay. He has made but that clear. He hates them. It's very, I, I'm not sure he's fired all the woke people who are under him. Well, give him time. Okay. Give him time. But like, there's a, there's a guy named Steve Saylor who nobody can link to because they think he's a racist. Okay. He survived Jack. He survived the entire pre-Musk regime of Twitter. He did not survive two months under Musk. He's been suspended. Okay. Uh, I doubt that Musk is has weird. control yet. Uh, now you are hearing That's complaints. You are hearing complaints about, uh, we're hearing it on both sides now. I have no idea what's going on. But but look, give him time. If there's one thing he wants to get control of, it's this. Right, but my, this is why this is this is a, I'm proposing a, a, a statesmanlike compromise solution. This is why it could be substantively biased against the right, despite more or less good faith efforts from from the Jack people and the, the people he hired to apply the terms neutrally. Uh, well, there's a lot of forces impinging on him, include including the view of premium advertisers and, and stuff. I mean, let me, uh, I just want to read you the list of criteria that Facebook has publicly said this algorithm applies. Mm -hmm. Who you follow, who you retreat, who uh, mutes you, who follows you, who retweets you, who blocks you. Okay. So uh, if, 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 if most of the, the, the nodes that you want to really worry about you being connected to are right wing, the algorithm's going to downgrade you. It's, you know, yeah, we should continue this in the pair room because I'm not sure I understand your, why you think this is going to persist under Musk. But we should, uh, what else? Uh, predictions. Uh, what else are we going to do? Uh, we, I, I have more predictions. I have uh, the, uh, um, the uh, stories that uh, stories that we need covering. I have an mm -hmm. un, I have an underreported story. I have a Comet Kahootek Award for the story that uh, was most disappointing of all stories. Uh, and I have an have I said I have an endorsement of the year. I have an endorsement of the year. Let's have it. Uh, okay, the endorsement of the year. Is um, from damn, I can't find it. The endorsement of the year is from Michael McFall, who um, <laughs> who said, "Now that I have a Substack, I can endorse Dan Dresner's Substack." So the blob sticks together, Bob. They do well. And I knew that. I knew that would endear you to to uh, Dan Dresner. Well, Dan Dresner just just retweeted something of mine. It uh, was, okay. you know, I think maybe I'm shadow banned because this tweet it did pretty well, but it sure done better. It was right when Musk was uh, start when he was saying you can't link to Mastodon and stuff. It was like right when it was happening. I captured the it was it was the right moment, and I said Musk is starting to remind me of the East German government a few weeks before the Berlin Wall fell, and it did pretty well, but. I expected better. Anyway, Dan uh, did did so. I'm I'm pro Dan. I'm pro Dan right now. I'm not okay. pro Michael McFall, um, but um, well, he didn't endorse you. Michael McFall didn't endorse me. Yeah, um, that's so weird. Uh, 
Okay, I, I think I, I want to encourage paranoia on your part, so I'm sure you're a shadow band, Bob. I, yeah, I could be. It's all those... probably because of my association with you. You, I thought it was because you were too anti-Musk. You so know, I started thinking people... about that after I did this piece. I started wondering, like, is that possible? I think both the Musk and the anti-Musk people hate you, Bob. So you're going to be shadow banned either way. It's like. It's like a, it doubles the amplitude. The, the the two waves coming in means you're a super shadow man. Why do the anti-Musk people hate me? Because they're like, uh, that's about other issues? The anti-Musk anti people hate you because you're associated with me, and I'm pro-Musk. Mm. Hmm. Seems like there's no um, way out here. Yeah. Um, okay, well, the McFall tweet would have been funny if I could have found it and read it. Um, there's, uh, there's, um, the underreported story of the year. Yeah. How, how close are we to time? Do we have time? Oh, uh, I think, uh, I think we're about by conventional reckoning. I think it's time for us to move on, but yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're probably at about 50 minutes now. Okay. The underreported story of the year is, the Israel's demographic time bomb, where they're going like to the have trouble remaining in a democracy. They're going to have trouble remaining in a democracy and keeping a Jewish majority because the Arab birth rate exceeded the Jewish birth rate. It is no more. The Jewish birth rate now exceeds the Arab birth rate. That's been turned around, and there is no more time bomb. So this uh, this whole dilemma that we thought the Jewish state was going to face in coming decades is no more. It's not wait, there anymore. Wait, if you can find, if you're defining Jewish state as the, uh, you know, more or less legally recognized borders, right. in other words, not including the West Bank, they were in no danger of being swamped to begin with. And I if thought you, the theory was the Arabs were 21%, but they had so many more babies that they would soon be 51%. Yeah, that's gonna, I think that would take a while. Anyway, these ultra-religious are, they're breeding like whatever. I don't want to. They've gone, actually gone down a bit recently, but they breed a lot. And But the secular Jews are also have, have a high birth rate. They're, 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 both the birth rates are around three, which is extraordinarily high by modern standards. Uh, the Arabs is one is on the way down and the Jewish one is on the way up. Hmm. So um, uh, I don't know. It seems like it's a big problem for your worldview that, uh, boy, BB's in trouble because eventually he's going to have to choose. And uh, am I wrong about that? No, no. My my question is always about uh, the larger, you know, I mean, including the West Bank and Gaza and everything, but especially the West Bank is like, you know, it's just more and more a straightforward uh, apartheid and suppression of a whole people and denial of basic human rights. And it's like, I guess you can do that forever, but uh it's 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 you know it's more about that i mean um you know no i mean where where the uh you know when people advocate a one state solution uh, a one state democratic solution of like giving letting everybody in the west bank uh vote um then that larger demographic picture becomes relevant and it's one of the reasons that israel is is never going to permit that if they can help it um but i thought the argument was that even the two-state solution was trouble 
because it didn't. Two-state solution can't happen. I mean, it's like unscrambling an egg if you've been to the West Bank. It's just crazy. It's just quit talking about it. It's like not going to happen. And, and I mean, don't get me started. Let's save this for the parrot room. If you want to talk about Israel, I'm writing it down. I I I I just want to I just wanted to. Uh... This combobbly. No, this you, was not. My, I, I I was never thinking about your ver the version of the demographic issue you're you're thinking about. Um, I was not really thinking about it particularly at all. I just my question is, what is the long term plan about the West Bank? Is it ethnic cleansing? Is it flat out apartheid? What's the third option that Israel has in mind? I can't think of one. What is ethnic cleansing would be driving the Arabs out. Yeah, well, they they're making life more and more uncomfortable for them. And, yeah, and what and, and apartheid would be what? Well, there are arguments about whether it exists now, right? I mean, you know, uh, but it, it, it's uh, but certainly, you know, it's like the more settlements you build, uh, the more oppressive, in effect, life is for the Palestinians. The more you slice up their territory. There's roads they can't cross. They can't go see their cousin four miles away because they have to travel 50 miles around some road they're not allowed to travel on. It just gets worse and worse, more and more egregious. And I just, you know, what what is Israel's plan? I don't think they I don't think they have one. I think they're in a defensive crouch and they think, you know, we have no choice. And uh, so, you know, and I My don't point. really think they need truthfully. The, a close relationship with America enough. I mean, I think they kind of think they do. I don't really think they do, but I don't think I don't, that. I thought one of the one of the points of Walter Russell's Mead's new book, I'm told, is that Israel doesn't really need America that much. And I think I know, that's true. I think they probably agree with Walter Russell Mead. Yeah. So even if you did start using the American political system as leverage, and that's nowhere near happening right now. Um, but even if you did, if if these young progressives grew up and took control of the system, um, I don't know. I don't know how much it would matter. But um, yeah. well, but anyway, the the, the uh, I'm not. I guess the point is Israel doesn't have to be all that defensive if their birth rate is growing as fast as it is. I don't think that's relevant to the problem I'm describing. All right. Okay. I was not anticipating the Arabs who live in Israel proper, like taking over. So that, but, okay. um, so wait, you had a third thing. No, the third thing, what? Uh, oh, the, uh, the, uh, Comet Kahootek story. Yeah. Trump's tax returns. Boy, was that a non-story when they, they haven't even come out yet, but we've seen summaries of what they are. And, and it's all like, Things like you know, uh, you know, uh, did were his expenses really business related expenses? You know, or did he did he um, really lose all that money? Well, they can't tell because the losses were carried over from previous years, so they don't know. Uh, yeah. You know, were the were his? You know, he showed a bunch. Of, he, you know, a standard way to get around the uh, tax on gifts is to pretend that they're loans. Okay. I thought of doing that myself. I didn't do it, but but uh, when my mother gave me some money, but you know, but but he actually got interest payments from his kids on this money, mm -hmm. so that's not incriminating. That's exculpatory. He got a bunch of interest payments, so you know maybe he didn't 
satisfy every jot and tittle of the regulations, but they sure look like loans if you got $51,000 in interest. So um, it's just it's just like the idea that the tax returns are going to send Trump to jail just completely fizzled. A bunch of much ado about nothing. Yeah, and uh, what about this committee, congressional uh, committee referral or congressional referral of, you know, I don't uh, think that's... That, that doesn't have any impact either. I mean, he could still be indicted and tried, and they, could, you know, the, that could still happen. And Republican half the Republicans will be rooting for it. Yeah. Uh, the um, but uh, you know, the January six. The other story I want to see written, in addition to uh, what what was really going on with the Twitter algorithm that affected, you know, the base of the pyramid, uh, is uh, uh, what are the things the January six committee did not prove. The smoking guns they did not find, or even guns that weren't smoking, and the key one for me is they did not, they did not show what Trump wanted to happen when the Proud Boys and Oath Keepers got to the Capitol. They do not show him actually involved in planning violence. Uh, to they they showed him not restraining them. They showed him you know not wanting to tell them no violence here. Okay, but it doesn't show the level of planning that we we hope to find to really nail him, uh, which is you go to the Capitol and you rip up the place and, and stop Pence from casting that vote. He didn't do that. He The, 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 the most likely truth is he had no fucking idea what he wanted them to do when he got there. He was playing it by ear. And, and but, you know, if you really want to convict him, you have to have him thinking the bad thing, which is violence. Um, I gather uh, that the, the committee in making the case for incitement actually put emphasis on the tweet I've been emphasizing, the, the, the Pence tweet on the day of the thing, which is well, different from a pre-planned thing. I grant you, but I think it's I think it's significant and it may not it may not legally constitute incitement. But uh, well, and look, I, I mean, I, I don't particularly want him to be uh, indicted. I, I don't think it's good for, for the prosecutor. It's certainly impeachable. And a friend yeah, of mine I, is who's a reporter said, you know, and this was, uh, I guess it was two years ago, but um, was it two years ago? Yes. Uh, so it doesn't count as last year's. But if they if they'd impeached him the next day, they would have had time to throw it to the Senate and have the Senate have to have a trial, which is probably what they should have done. They showed yeah. on January 7th, they should have said, you did nothing to stop this. You waited two hours. Even though we don't have this tweet, that's an impeachable offense. Sorry, you're impeached. And then let them let let the you know I, I the Senate probably still wouldn't have impeached him, but wouldn't have removed him. But that would have been a good thing to do. Yeah. Um. So uh, is this the end of our New Year's uh, edition? Um, yeah. The next one will be much more celebratory for me because you Congress mean the parrot room will or what? Or the, no, the no the future editions because uh, as you know. I will declare victory if uh, if they, there's no chance of a large amnesty or a refundable child tax credit, and there are perilously few uh, reasons to think that it might happen, and there's only really one outstanding now. Hey, here's a question. Shouldn't the Republicans, if they're smart, restrain their natural impulse to do a big hunter biden investigation now that they control the congress because doing that 
will make Biden less likely to be the nominee. And they should want him to be the nominee because then they'll have somebody they can beat. Uh, I'm just I, I'm, I'm like, not, I am. I am virtually the inventor of 45 dimensional chess. I'm not sure they uh, first. I'm not sure they think that because uh, Biden did beat them once. Uh, and the Democratic field looks awfully weak. When you Biden beat them. a very vulnerable Trump back when Biden was well, Trump's even more vulnerable now, and there and but Trump Trump's Biden. not going to be the nominee, right? So the Republicans think DeSantis can beat Biden, so why not got Biden? Uh, you never you should never assume these things. I mean, I mean, why keep Biden? Why keep Biden? No, Sorry. no, I mean that's no. Wait, you just made my why case. not keep Biden? Thank you, thank you. you just made why my not argument. Keep Biden? Um, Too late. The, I win. Uh, it, also, it's not clear to me that if you why well, if you raise high. If you raise Hunter Biden, why does that make Biden more likely to stick around? No, it's the opposite. It's the opposite. This I'm saying they should not do hearings because dwelling on the issue will make Joe more likely not to be the nominee. And they should want him to be the nominee. So they should not do the hearings. Right. Okay. I don't I don't think I don't think they're that scared of him being the nominee. No, they're not scared of him. being. The, uh, you mean that I think they, I don't think they're that eager to get rid of him. Sorry. Uh, I I can't no, even play. Not, I can't even play. One, I can't even play one dimensional chess. <laughs> what can I say? And I'm up against uh, we know, the guy. We know what I mean. We know dimensional chess. And we know you disagree. Uh, um, no, I, I my instinct was that they shouldn't uh, bring up Hunter Biden because they should focus on the big issues of what do you want to do with the economy? What do you stand for? The very issues that Kevin McCarthy is unable to address, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to these little partisan things that show. They're just little partisans, and if you elect them to all the levers of power of government, they're going to pursue the, their confused little partisan agenda. Mm-hmm. Republicans desperately need something they can agree on for where they want to take the country, and focusing on Hunter Biden is not going to do the job for them. But then I thought, well, but half the Democrats will be rooting for, you know, rooting for you, you to get Biden with with Hunter Biden, and maybe it'll be a good thing to to uh, resolve that issue. Okay, and, well, and then get it. You know, then get then you then you have then you have Ron DeSantis, a uh, steamrolling uh, Bennett of Colorado, and uh, we are into the DeSantis era. Uh, so, okay, Parrot Room. We're about to move on to Patreon.com/slash Parrot Room, as is our want. And uh, what are you going to talk about? I have something big. I have something big. Big. It's big. I, I have a bunch of little things. So okay. Well, that's maybe a difference between you and me. What are some of your little? Things? It is today. Uh, what were my little things? Uh, hang on. Uh, the cause, the root cause of homelessness. We never talk. It seems pretty clear what they are. Child tax uh, credit. Should we legalize cocaine? Mm, uh, no, that's a good question. Um, that's a good question. Did you take your Sudafed? I did take my Sudafed. How hard is that is to believe? Do you uh, do people realize that if they uh, subscribe to Patreon, they get to see you actually snorting the Sudafed? Have we ever told them that, or is that just a well kept secret? It's it's a very well kept secret because it's not true. Um, but it could happen, right? I mean, if we reach that magic 1,200 patrons, 
I, I, I could, no, the snorting suit, if it doesn't do any good. Well, you have to chop it up. You have to chop it up. Yeah, but it, you, your body can't absorb it like that, can it? I think you have to mainline it. Anyway. Well, that, um, that's that's like 2,000 patrons before you yeah. actually do that. Uh, they've discovered how to uh, 3D print wood. So, I mean, it, these, are, these are all topics where once you give the title, there's nothing else to say. That's the problem. Uh, there's the clawback from SPF. Oh, yeah. Is there more to say about SPF? Let me think. Uh, I'm well, sure we can think of something. Yeah, there's... Um, Two hundred and fifty million in bail. Hey, shouldn't somebody else get that money, dude? If he's got two hundred and fifty million, he should immediately turn it over to people he owes it to. Well, he just has to buy the bond. Oh, Uh, so I would think he'd be a huge flight risk, though. You'd think, but I bet the bond costs what millions and millions, right? Oh, yes, that. Okay. uh, So, what else? Anything else? Well, there's it's, there's this weird semi uh, possible scandal involving the vast underreporting, overreporting of jobs during the pre-election run-up by the BLS. Mm. Anyway, that parks back to an earlier scandal, non-scandal. BLS. Okay, so nothing's more exciting. I agree. BLS. We should have a big drug legalization conversation, and I think we should go well beyond cocaine because we're we're just. We're nothing if not out of the box stinkers. Um, and uh, so I want to talk about a couple of things. Well, one, a little bit of evidence that in exactly the manner I predicted, the tide, the woke tide is starting to turn. The anti-woke movement is starting to get a little real purchase, even at elite universities. I want to talk about that. Um in exactly the manner I predicted, by the way. Okay. Did I say that already? I'll be looking forward to the actual evidence you have of this. I'll give you a hint. It I was exactly in the manner I predicted. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, now, uh, one of us is wearing a dress, so I just want to say that. It's not a, oh man. And it's not pink, it's watermelon. It's watermelon. <laughs> you tell yourself that. It's salmon. It's salmon. Salmon is a, is Never salmon seen is a, a salmon. Salmon is meat. Salmon, salmon is meat. If I had a salmon that looked like that, I would set it back to the kitchen. <laughs> well, I like my salmon rare, like a real man does, Mickey. Um, so, uh, let's see. Okay. So, first of all, the whole... Uh, I've learned more about the whole mm, biological weapons, ultra... What is the CIA ultra thing called, where they were... Giving Ella, you know, the the very mysterious, you know, the death of Frank Olson, the guy who supposedly jumped out of a window after this, after they uh, they gave him some LSD in the 50s. Um, the connection of that to U.S. bioweapons program. And here's the amazing thing I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to carry I'm going to connect the U.S. bioweapons program in some sense. Conjecturally, hypothetically, yes, but to the the lab leak hypothesis. Okay, I I did actually learn something very significant about lab leak that has led me to up my estimate from like fifty or a little higher to more like I don't know seventy, eighty percent. Okay, yeah, I I I think. I mean, I think, but this is really something interesting. I found out about 
uh, and and it, it it's it's really changed my view of the, of what may have happened and the way uh, it may have involved uh, in some sense maybe uh, U.S. bioweapons research uh, possibly more on the defensive side than the offensive side, but uh, it's getting it's getting uh, stories getting. And I have at least three more predictions, and one of it, one of which uh, is the uh, COVID origin charge that is even too crazy to have yet been made. But I predicted it will be made. Hmm. So, so we got uh, good stuff. Also, I watched the first episode of uh, the White Lotus, so I'm finally able to like uh, knowingly read tweets about it. That's pretty <laughs> that's, great. It's more than more than I've been able to see. See, that's what I mean. Is you know, I'm always a step ahead. And and what and I I can um, I can tell you what the uh, what the job that the people were doing in Severance reminded me of. Oh, Severance. When is the next season of that going to show up? See, I like that more than you do. Ask me if I care. I know. Um, that's what I mean. Anyway. Well, uh, you'll be glad exciting. there's there's going to be a streaming shakeout, Mickey. That's that's a big story. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna go to the parrot room, patreon.com slash parrot room, uh, uh, and happy pretty, happy new year. And we should pretty, thank people. We should thank people. Thank them for sticking staying till the bitter end of this one. Thank you and happy new year. That parrot's got microphone problems. I'm telling you. Thank you and happy new year. How about this? Now, seriously, can you hear it at that end? Totally. This is bizarre. There's some kind of the you, the parrot has been shadow banned. The parrot is Elon Musk. Elon, th- this this really picked up pace after my Elon Musk piece, didn't it? The parrot. This uh, is our worst fear is realized. Yeah. And I think the parrot. This um, is weird. It's very strange. I don't understand it. I think some. Oh, some I know. Other... Wait, 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 wait. It, maybe it's your lapel mic on your head. This is a good. A I good don't have a lapel mic on my head. So. You sure? Yeah. Too weird, man. Um, okay. So even sorry. even though the parrot is mute, uh, we're going to the parrot. Okay. See uh, see you there. And ha- happy New Year.